0: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.
2: Hey, welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, one month and one day to go until the new Serie A season kicks off. And here's a look at the opening weekend fixtures, all of which available for you on Paramount, plus some exciting matches coming up. Inter taking on uh, Monza in the mix of them, but the newly promoter, Frosinone, who won Serie B will take on the reigning Scudetto champions, Napoli, on August 19th at 12.30 Eastern. Well, there's been so much that's happened uh, since the curtain closed on last season's campaign, including the latest headlines that all involve Romelu Lukaku and the saga that has been where will he play next season? Obviously, last season, he made a massive push to go back to Inter. He was very unhappy at Chelsea. He did several interviews. He found his way back to Inter, the club that he absolutely loved. It looked like he was pushing a move to go back there again for this season. However, things have changed so rapidly, Grella. What have you made of the situation that now Inter is saying we've rescinded all the contracts that we have offered you because now you're in talks with Juventus? And does Romelu Lukaku even want to go to Inter? Well,
3: From what I've heard, he was very close to renewing with Inter, right? And then, supposedly, he was also speaking with Juventus at the same time or his people were or whatever. But now I've also heard re- little things that His representation, which I think is Rock Nation, is also not happy with with him and with what's going on. So I'm not exactly sure how this all went down. But now, yeah, Inter have rescinded, and they don't want him. They don't want anything to do with him. I think the fans put out uh, a—Curva Nord put out a a crazy statement uh, regarding Lukaku. And uh, Uh to make a long story short, and it's Italian there, this is from Curva Nord of Inter. Um, They call him a traitor. They call uh, him—they accuse him of betraying them. Uh, that they stood by him when other teams were were laughing at him and they defended him, um, and they uh, Lukaku was repaying him, uh, repaying Inter back with a stab in the back, that he kissed their badge, with the, which is more important. Uh, Than life itself for some of these Inter fans, as they say in, in this uh, piece, Like, and a, now, vile mercenary. like
4: oh a mercenary, like a mercenary,
3: and and now he's offering himself up to the highest bidder. And at the very end, uh, I think if you can't, you don't get the gist already. It's you have to be a champion before you become a man, and a man you are not. Okay, mm. this
2: is this is the wow. surprising thing for me. Obviously, uh, Lukaku has. All these things have happened, but for Lukaku to then say, not only to any team in Serie A, but to potentially one of Inter's biggest rivals, yes, I could potentially go to you. Where is this all stemming from? Because last season it felt like Lukaku was very happy at Inter. Does this all stem back to the Champions League final and how frustrated he was not to start? Or do you think that's a push? Because where, where is the, this coming from in the fact that he doesn't want to go back to Inter?
3: I don't. I don't know. I don't know the details of. Does he want to go back to Inter? Or does he want to go to Juventus? I, I don't know those exact thoughts of what he has right now. Do you
2: think it has anything to do with the Champions League final?
3: I think that it's quite possible that the people that manage him or himself were looking for some leverage. They have this Inter deal, this Inter opportunity, very close to being signed, and, and probably threw a fishing line out there and said, Hey, look! Or you Someone from Juventus reached out and said, Hey, look. What well, you know? What would it take to get the deal done? And they opened that up, that possibility up, and and it got out and. Uh, now it's all gone pretty south for him. Look, I think Lukaku is, is a top striker. I think, he's, I think he's a good guy. At the end of the day, I think he means really well. Now Lukaku with a full preseason, with a good coach, someone that really has to push him on, the, on a daily basis like Conte did, I think you see a very good effect of Lukaku, especially in the Serie A. But when you have a Lukaku that comes in, I thought, a little heavier, a mm. little bit more relaxed under Inzaghi, took him all season to get going. Um, that's a different Lukaku than, than the one I, r- I really want. So, but at the end of the day, when you look at his numbers, I mean, people are very hard on him. Some of his misses in the Champions League, his misses in the, um, the World Cup, the World yeah. Cup as well. But you look at the numbers. I mean, look, Thomas Muller, point three nine goal average. Benzema, who everybody loves. No, but No,
4: Thomas Muller, put him out of the equation. Okay, fine. Different. Player. Okay,
3: fine. <laughs> Be- the best one we could do, right? Ozyman, right? Mm everybody's raving about Ozyman. Ozyman only scores 0.63 at the time. Uh, uh, Lukaku scores 0.57 mm-hmm.
1: in his career.
4: The the but
1: look at the number of minutes as well that Ozyman's playing versus the number of minutes. No, that's per the minutes.
4: That's this per is the all minutes. over his entire career?
1: Both of them in their careers. Yeah, I think,
4: yeah, I think need to s- you need to shorten the sample size. And They're scoring I think what's more happened to Lukaku right now is that he wasn't playing. And I think after that season, that that Scudetto-winning season with Lukaku, where we saw, I think, the best version from him in his entire career. Yeah, but he wasn't uh, playing because he he, wasn't
2: good good enough in moments. So so maybe at this point, right.
4: But uh, at this point, Juve became an option. But right now, only because Vlahovic looked like he was eyeing an opportunity elsewhere. But he wants to play. And I think that's the desperation. Like He's going to go to Juve because he wants to play. Where
2: do you think he's going to go? then do you think he'll go to Juve? Do you think there's any possibility of him going back to Inter mm. and the fans taking him back, or is that chapter closed now?
3: I think he's getting in trouble here because, if the, like Nico mentions, if, they do, if Juventus don't move Lahovic, they're not going to take Lukaku, in my opinion, and I think Inter have closed the door. I think they've had enough. Say, it's almost the it. second no. sort of Ch- saga that he's, he left and kind of broke their hearts, and now he's mm. almost done it again. So I think the Inter chapter is closed.
4: Chelsea has to consider whether you keep Lukaku, whether it's a good enough asset. I mean, right
1: now... Keep him as a, as a nine,
4: perhaps. So he
2: stays at Chelsea, you think? I, I wouldn't sleep on quickly. the Saudi deal. Okay.
1: The potential of that, that is still there. That will still be revolving around. And say if that gets reignited again, that could be Lukaku, one of his only destinations.
2: I mean, he could have limited options at the end of the day, couldn't right. he? Like you said, if Flatfish stays because of his in...
1: Wage. It,
4: Right? He yeah. can take that step down, but chat, Lukaku, I don't, don't know how, is how much he's Lukaku's going to want to shave off of his wage to to play at a step down. Where, for sure, any team that's a tier below mm. the ones that we've been talking about, yeah, he'll play every single minute, but I don't know if he'll, he's willing to take that. Compensation.
2: So we'll see you where he goes. Uh, but Christian Pulisic obviously has signed with Milan. We know that um, Timothy Weyer is also on the way to Juventus, uh, has signed with them as well. He's in pre season with them. What do you think of the move of Christian Pulisic to Milan, Grello? Is this, is, this is this a fitting move for him? Do you think that he's going to be a starter from the get go there? How do you see it playing out?
3: I think he is. And for the longest time I've been preaching, my entire life really, I've been preaching Serie A. Uh, you know how good the league is—the the, the tactical ability of the league—and they just got ranked what second best in the in the in the world, which by, I I yeah. totally agree with with, with by some UEFA uh, somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Right. Did you see that? I, I saw that somewhere. So so, so, and I think it is. You know, I I think it is. But I've been preaching Serie A my whole life, and I've also been preaching American players. Are very good then they can play in Europe and be top players because I was one of them and I tried to tell people for the longest time we're pretty good yeah even though there was this massive stigma against American players mm-hmm. so finally to see this marriage between there's a lot of now American players gonna play in this area where there was before that I think it was if I'm not mistaken Alexi Lalas and, and Gucci were the only two mm-hmm. before that uh, and the level of talent that the league is and the level of talent that the American players have I think it's a great marriage. So I think Pulisic will be good for them my only worry is with a lot of these American players, Wea, Pulisic, uh, Musa, is the physicality of some of the games, you know? Because a lot of these guys are smaller, thinner, lightning quick, really good on the ball. But what are they, like, physical, you know? Can is they play Chilean 60, 70 games a season? Is the
2: Premier League, do you think?
3: I think it's just as physical. And yeah. I think uh, the big thing for me is the say that teams play with a l- very little space behind them. So it's like a Liao, you know? When you leave Liao a ton of space, I think he can really hurt you. But when you close space mm. and you play two banks of four and there's not a lot of space behind, what can Pulisic
4: break you down? Is it not so, so free-flowing? It's
3: not so transitional, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think the one that, that resonates the most is Balogun because he plays in France mm. where it's more tactical and they close spaces better. But when you think about Premier League and even Bundesliga, where it's more open transitional uh, and they have space to run, is different. But in Italy, it's
2: more And how
4: Pulisic get better technically because mm. he's going to have to, he's going to be in much more traffic. He's going to have to take on people with much more success. Look, Yunus Musa has been rumored to get to Milan and, yeah. and he's very gifted on the ball, and it's for him as well. Breaking down in tight spaces, finding that, that's, outlets. And that's stuff
1: very like that. part of Yunus Musa's game. So I agree yeah. with what you're saying. The physicality part, Yunus Musa won't have a problem with that. I, I if like Musa. Like what he showed at the World Cup, what he showed. Oh, no, La Liga isn't as physical of the league, but that is a big part of his game. Holding the ball up, rolling midfielders and opposing players. I think he could be an X factor. For Milan, if they sign him, because it gives them a dynamic edge that they haven't had since Frank Kessie.
3: I like Musa and I like Balogun. My questions with, with Pulisic and Wael just because they're the guys that in transition they're amazing. But when you have low blocks, can they and have the not, quality not to break them down? I, I don't know. In, I, I don't know. In
4: transition, in transition, Pulisic is, is great, but. He probably won't be in transition with space on the wing because that's what rafaleao is going to play. And they've been talking about can, playing him. He, can, he, can, on on the he can play he can he can on, on the right, though. Okay, he's central. He what is What, what is central? He can play on the right. Right, but what did they get a right winger? They bring in a right winger to start, and he has to play central. Well,
2: we know one thing: Christian Pulisic is expected to play a lot of minutes, isn't he, for Milan? And that consistency is something that he needs. We're so excited for the Serie A season to start. with have four different Scudetto winners in the last four seasons. Who knows? who's going to win it this year. Stay with us.
5: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill.
6: Uh, you kind of went viral a little bit. This that like, was actually
7: kind of crazy. It
6: was not like. Wait, to, I, were, did were I miss you, something here? You don't remember. E News. Walker-
7: what E-news? happens?
6: He was on E News, rocking yeah. out, knowing uh, what song was it? it was was all it too All well. Too Well? Yep. And you knew every single word, which I respect because yep. it is one of my favorite T Swift songs. Yep. But how? shocked were you that people were so obsessed with the fact that you were a It was so
7: weird. I mean, I've talked about like I just enjoy her music. I think for me I had this debate with like Fafa in our locker room because he's (laughs) obviously not a Taylor Swift fan.
6: (laughs) I would be shocked if Fafa was a Taylor Swift (laughs)
7: fan. Because he's like, he's got an amazing voice. Uh Um, And so we were just talking about like what he likes in music and what we look for and I was like, he's like, yeah, well music is different for everyone. He's like, I personally like the sound of the voice. Like I'd cue into the voice. I'm like, I honestly like I'm more of a like song lyric kind of person like I like the storytelling and so for me it's like nostalgic to listen to Taylor Swift because it takes me back to, like when I'm a kid and, like all these fun memories of like middle school high school and like I enjoy that, and it takes you on like a journey.
8: Yeah.
6: Have you so met her? That's beautiful. I haven't.
7: I haven't. But
8: Nashville, I feel like that's a natural connection. Yeah.
7: I mean, she's look. She's a busy woman. I understand. It's <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, got, busy she's got a she got a tour that's going crazy. Yeah. It, um. It's maybe we'll wild. get her out to a Nashville game. That's that's the big yes. ask here. That's what we're here for. I, I feel, feel like,
8: like Tucker should demand that.
7: Yeah. We'll get her and yeah. Reese together. Get them out there and stop uh, it right now. Yeah, it'd be a good time.
3: Nice starting center back for
1: USA yeah
2: <laughs>
1: he's, like, he's like he's one of the captains
2: Walker's is in a loving life can I just tell you what Nico Cantor just said who's bigger Taylor no. Swift or Messi that <laughs> no, actually no, came no. out of his mouth who's more popular did he say who's bigger
3: he said Boys. he definitely said who's yeah, bigger. Bob, yeah come on Walker what <laughs> is this video He's oh, let he's let
4: him so, have this. The so, so starting his center self.
3: back for, uh, for the U.S. national team is going to be in the World Cup. Imagine you're playing against him. You play this <laughs> well, video. Oh, can
1: enjoy his like, this you Typical.
2: Typical. You asked the
4: concert. question, you dish the answer, and I
1: asked you. Uh, look, really? I
4: obviously think Messi's more known, but man, Taylor Coming Swift. From you as Taylor, well, Taylor Swift is selling out stadiums in Argentina. There's a lot of non soccer fans in the world. Messi, think I think it's closer than you guys think. I obviously think Messi's more known, but. T- Taylor Swift has, like, the most,
1: second-most followers
4: on Instagram. It's People like, gather uh, outside oh. the
2: stadiums just to listen
1: to yeah, her Nico, I, I don't even do this naturally. I don't know if it's sitting with I'm, you. Too. I'm agreeing with you. my hands, Nico. <laughs> I'm agreeing with It's messy. messy. Right? Of
4: course he is, but it's, a, it's closer than wow. you guys think. Nico, I'm shocked. Sure. That's the most surprising Swift statement to respect to she
2: deserves hey I,
1: I, I, I actually, you know, you're probably going to shame me, but I actually like Taylor Swift. But it's I like, like Taylor too. Swift, too. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think she's great. who do you think is bigger?
5: Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast.
2: Hey, welcome back to Morning Footy, everybody. Let's take you straight over to D.C. because Charlie and Susanna are standing by and waiting for us. They were just dancing for us a second ago. And as you can see, it's so blazing hot in D.C. that Charlie has put on his sunglasses, especially for us. Chuck, you're looking good.
8: Poppy, these are just for you and Jimmy Conrad. I had to bring them back.
6: It's been like a real talking point, though, this whole time we've been here. These sunglasses <laughs> are very polarizing. People have strong opinions. Yes. Why are they so 100%. small? That's my biggest question. Me, no. They're
4: just too small
2: for no. you, Charlie. But you look great. Let Charlie, me that. Charlie the, the,
4: the Tour de France stage 18 is tomorrow. <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> on
4: a serious
8: note though, guys You know, it's, it's blazing The sun is really in my
2: eyes right now yeah, so.
6: It hasn't been raining all morning I was about this to really say I can, see
2: the, I can see the raindrops on your glasses, Charlie <laughs> Susie, you always look fabulous How's it going in DC? Did you Aww. enjoy
6: last night? We did. It was really, really fun. I love the skills challenge. I'm always a huge fan of this event. And uh, I mean, it was how cool was it to see a guy like Austin Trusty have such a big, big moment for for Arsenal? Um, and we spoke to him a couple of days ago, and he was just he was so excited to just be here. So I think for him to like have such a moment um was really cool to to witness. Kai Havertz, on the other hand, eh, Ooh. Eh, not hey, so hey, much. Hey, by the way.
8: Team, how was my 40 in the in the shooting? You know what I'm saying? Oh, Grimm. Well,
6: Charlie you really think, wants us to pump
2: up his 40. <laughs> has something to say to you, Charlie, Charlie actually.
3: Charlie, Charlie, in the interview with Rooney, you said you were gassed after 45 seconds. I watched it live. Dude, you were gassed after like 15 seconds, <laughs> 17 tops.
8: I don't work out. What do you want from me? <laughs> the heavy Come breathing. On, it was it was it was I was concerned My, one my point. legs went to jello after 30 seconds. <laughs> So I'm 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 extremely pleased that I didn't let my kids down because my boys were watching and for me to coach them if I didn't step up in that moment I feel I'm actually pleased. I think
6: Marco was uh, a little a little pissed off that you that you beat him. I yeah, saw the competitor he, come up. He came up to us after <laughs> uh, the skills challenge last night and he kind of gave Charlie a little bit of a like. I, I think he wants a rematch. He wants a reading with <laughs> you. Like, good. Yeah. Charlie, I've got some I know, good news I know. for he you. If he, happy. Wants,
2: if he wants a rematch, uh, Grella has started a summer camp for kids, so maybe you could come back and you could join us hey, and start training. Hey, Charlie,
3: to be fair, though, you shot <laughs> double the amount of balls than than Marco Echeverri did. do. <laughs>
8: Hey, that, that's not my problem. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh. Uh, you guys have been so busy since you've been there that you've had a bunch of players. You also sat down with Don Garber as well yesterday. Let's just take a listen into what he had to say.
9: You know, the messy announcement coming, you know, day or two before All-Star Week. But think of the year we had. You know, you kick off with a new team in St. Louis that's been very successful. A new team announced in San Diego as our 30th team. You had 83,000 for L.A., L.A., uh, and then, you know, all the work going into getting Messi signed and, and announced and now is just another player in Major League Soccer. But this past couple of days, you know, an event on the White House lawn, President of the United States joining his wife, Dr. Biden. You guys were probably at the mall. I think I saw Charlie and a scrimmage on the mall really between the Capitol and Washington Monument. So that's good stuff.
2: I mean, it's just been a crazy time, hasn't it, in MLS? All those events, obviously Messi being the biggest one. What's been the buzz and the reaction to the league while you've been there?
6: Um, I've seen a bunch of messy jerseys. I don't know about yeah. you. I mean, it is, it's definitely like the big, the big talking point here. I mean, it's messy is the best player in the world is, is coming to this league. And I think for, for Don Garber, he's utilizing this moment mm-hmm. as an opportunity to kind of look forward. A lot of what he was saying yesterday at his press conference, even in our interview, was like well beyond 2026. And he's talking about the longevity of this league and how big of a moment the messy signing is, uh, just for, like the overall growth, but he's looking way into
8: the future. And, and I'll just say, Grella, you're in the studio. You and I, we are both beaten up on MLS teams and the youth <laughs> national team. And I don't know about Duke, but BC, we, we were holding our own winning games against the New England Revolution. So for MLS to come so far to the point where they are today, it's almost unimaginable because they've been on a rocket ship. And what I was trying to make a point of is is Don Garber has taken this league to a whole nother level, something that we probably never really imagined as kids growing up and seeing how the best player in the world right now, Messi, is playing in Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. Not the most marketable guy, not someone who can't do it. It's the best player in the world right now who just won a World Cup is playing in MLS, which is it's, it's pretty incredible. It's
6: crazy, too. We've been talking to some of the players, and I don't think they can quite believe it either, that they're going to be taking the field against the best player in the world. So it's, it's definitely uh, the biggest talking
2: point at MLS All-Star right now. And a couple of other big topics that have been big talking points within the league. You also asked on Garber yesterday. Let's just listen to what he had to say about a couple of them.
9: I'll tell you how many times I've heard this subject with players and coaches, and, you know, we got to let it play out. You know, I love our stadiums. I mean, Atlanta's one of the great facilities. It'll be a big host city for the World Cup, by the way, as will New England, albeit they'll put uh, grass in for the World Cup. Uh, Tata Martino coached a team that won a a championship on turf. Absolutely. We'll see. It's got some time to play itself out. Yeah. We all know that the investment to make an MLS team what it is today is, you know, a billion dollars. And there isn't enough revenue to support what that looks like if that team's not playing in Major League Soccer. The investments, the banks, the... Uh, the investment thesis is you're going to play in a competition that has economics that look the way they are when you forecast it. Lots of people talk about, it. I know you probably get it on your social media, the people that are following uh, your show, but at the end of the day, Major League Soccer is doing a really good job. It's got 10 million people who've attended or 10 million people who attended our games last year. And the biggest, most famous player in the world wants to play in Major League Soccer. So I'm not really at all concerned about that dynamic. Uh, but the future is long, and, mm-hmm. and it's many, many uh, years ahead of us to see what it will look like. Who, who knows?
2: The questions that keep getting asked, though, aren't they? Time after time. Do you see any of these changes happening, either of you, in the foreseeable future?
8: Well, I had the opportunity to play for the New England Revolution under the Crafts, and you know, they—the league—would not be here today if it wasn't for the Crafts. But to put grass on top of turf, that's not happening. If, if you're an owner, you're gonna tell me I'm gonna put grass on top of turf, which is which is telling your players, guys, um, grass is what is needed for Lionel Messi to come and play in our stadium. I know you guys, you know, you're not worthy of grass, but Lionel Messi is. So we wanna help actually Inter-Miami win games because we want Messi to come here. No, if I'm an owner, no, and on top of that, it's, it's unsafe to put grass on top of turf. We got to see Chelsea come to the New England Revolution to play in a friendly and Ruben Loftus-Cheeks did his Achilles mm-hmm. on that grass. So it's a little bit more unstable when you put grass on top of turf. Now if you have natural grass and there's no turf underneath, perfect, but to put grass on top of turf, then it's, it starts to be a little bit unquestionable as a player because you, you're not sure of your footing, the ball doesn't bounce properly, and now owners are going to say, hey, if we're on turf, we're on turf. We're not playing on grass. Now the issue is, can you get owners to say, we're going to replace turf with grass? And I-, I don't see that happening for the teams that have NFL teams.
6: Yeah, for, especially for the Atlanta Uniteds and the, the New England the Revolution. Revolution. Exactly. And Charlotte. Charlotte,
8: yeah. It's not happening. Yeah,
6: yeah, probably not. But I do think that, I mean, we've seen it in the past, though, where where like, players have come over, like Zlatan Ibrahimovic mm-hmm. refused to play on on turf, he just wouldn't, because he had done so many injuries uh, to his ACL, How about Henry? and so it was not safe one for
4: of him. Those, uh, those people who opposed so, turf, Henry,
8: Henry, yeah, Thierry was one of those players, and Joe Vinko, who actually played on turf, but he didn't play. He, he would come, he would start the game, and he wouldn't move. And we were like, hey, <laughs> they're playing down a man, we're good, and and so I think Thierry, Henry, he was, he was one of those guys who only played. In the playoffs. And it was the Eastern Conference Finals. And he played well, obviously, it's Terry Henry. But that's the only time a guy like that at that level would play on turf is if it was the playoffs. And it was it was his last match.
6: But, again, if John Garber keeps talking about, you know, we, we just got the best player in the world to come to MLS. Like, they're going to have to be able to bend on some of these rules. And if it, it requires them putting grass in some of these stadiums, like— I don't know you know maybe maybe that is a a choice that you have to make and the owners are gonna have to kind of own up to that
8: one well it comes down to what what's the benefit if we put grass down in a jealous stadium in Atlanta United in Charlotte how much are we charging for tickets to make up for what we're putting down uh, on the pitch
6: yeah they have to find other ways to make that make Uh, that coin
8: absolutely
2: well let's see only the best for Leo Messi in MLS. Good to see you both. We're going to catch up with you again very soon live, but still next here after the break, we're going to hear Susie and Charlie's interview with Martin Odegaard and Mikel Arteta. Stay with us.
5: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role,
9: like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash
7: recommend today.
2: Hey, welcome back to Morning Footy. Well, Arsenal are in Washington, D.C., ahead of the All-Star match tonight. Yesterday, Susanna and Charlie caught up with Mikel Arteta and Martin Odegaard. Charlie is a
6: massive Arsenal fan. Huge Arsenal fan. I sit across from him at a desk every morning and I have to hear about Arsenal all the time Um, but watching him, especially going through the emotions of your guys' season last year, I mean it it was such a journey and now that you've had a couple months to kind of reflect on it, I mean what an incredible run you guys had I mean how proud are you of what you guys were able to put together and how hungry are you now to reach the top?
4: Yeah, it's true, like you say, you know, it's um, it's still very mixed emotions. I think it was um, a great season, a great step for us as a club, as a team. And uh, I think we did a lot better than a lot of people uh, expected before the season. Um, But, you know, leading for so long and being so close to win, it still hurts, you know. So, um, yeah, very mixed mixed feelings. Uh, But we have to be proud of how far we come, uh, what we did, and how much we've improved, you know, the last few years. um, And to be able to be there and compete and then... uh, then we have to use the disappointment, the anger, you know, to, to come back even stronger and, and fight again. So uh, we have to use that in a good way. I think that's that's the key for us.
6: Mikael Arteta, welcome to, to Washington, D.C. What Thank has you. the experience uh, been like here so far with you guys?
10: Great. Obviously, great reception from our supporters, beautiful city, very hot at the moment. Uh, So adapting to it, but very excited. Obviously, we're going to play a a very special match. Um, I never had the chance to do that, so um, beautiful idea and looking forward to it.
8: This is the second time uh, I've seen you in D.C. The first time we had a dinner with Tim Howard, Cahill, uh, the guys at Buddha Bar. I was testing to see if you remembered, um, but what what's it like coming back what what do you remember from your first visit here with everton
10: well a few things and i went for a tour yesterday to see a few things that i i was familiar with i saw the pictures and i'm getting older <laughs> I, I, could, I could see that it's a, it's a big difference in those pictures not much but uh but yeah it's uh, again as i said um, really grateful to be here again um, obviously now representing a, a different club and being the manager so um, yeah life is good
6: Miguel, it's been, uh, it's been a big week for, for Major League Soccer. They just announced that Lionel you know, Messi is coming here. We've got Arsenal uh, playing against the MLS All-Stars. And we, you know it feels like soccer in North America is just on this massive upwards trajectory. And for you, playing at the highest level, coaching at the highest level in Europe, what is your perception of soccer in the United States
10: and where it's going? Exactly what you said, that is growing and growing. And t- you see the tendency in the last 10 years and everything that has been done uh, from education um, to national team to all the teams and the way they are growing, the way they are recruiting players. It's phenomenal, but you guys have a problem that you have that many sports <laughs> around that. It's in- it's incredible, you know, so everybody uh, loves sports. Soccer is growing, 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 but I don't know how much more it can grow because the other sports are, well, they are always growing yeah, as well. Yeah, they're going to go play basketball. So, um. Uh, <laughs> It's so much. So the competition here is it's, it's extraordinary, but it's beautiful because it tells you a lot about the culture and, and, and what the sport means for, for this beautiful country.
8: Mikael, two of my former teammates are on the Arsenal squad, and I got to play with Matt Turner in his first year as a professional, as well as Austin Trusty in, in his first year as a professional. How much have they grown since they've been with the, with the club?
10: Yeah, huge. Obviously, when we recruited uh, Matt and Auston, um, a lot of people were thinking, OK, well, what is going to happen with them? But with Matt, we were very clear what we wanted, the role that he going to have at the team. With Auston, yeah, we made a plan to send him on loan. I think he's worked out really, really well. I think he's, he's made some huge strides. And now he's here with us, which for him is going to be very special as well to be part of it tomorrow.
8: My mind has been blown because I, I've been a lifelong Arsenal supporter and to see how far he's come. Yesterday they were doing, you were doing juggling mm-hmm. and he was in a group with Saka, Timber, mm-hmm. and Baligan and holding his own. So mm-hmm. I, how are you developing his feet? Like how how's, yeah. are, have you been? for me it's, uh, his as
10: as a, as a coach is one of the most fulfilling things you know when you see somebody that is so willing and and works so hard to achieve something and and just giving the opportunity to to fulfill their dreams and, and their potential is is one of the best things that that we can do and i see that every single day in his eyes that he's enjoying every single minute and that that makes it worth it
6: well this guy as he mentioned is a, a massive arsenal fan and there is nobody more excited that the fact that Arsenal's going to be playing in the Champions League once again. How excited are you to be the guy to bring them back to, to Champions League football? Yeah,
10: great. Um, obviously, we have a huge history in the Champions League and um, we never won it and uh, we are part of it again and, uh, and it's something that is between my eyes, you know, to take the club back to where it belongs and, um, and it's going to be a beautiful season. Again, an experience that uh, we really want to, to take forward and, and compete in, in the best possible way and Let's see what we can do
8: i'm i'm inspired by the way that you've made the transition from player to coach and putting in the work ethic to get to where you are today when i look at the tactics of arsenal with the depth that you've added it seems to me that you could play a back three comfortably with the amount of center backs that can play with both feet and and are very adaptable is that something that you look at now with the depth that you have you can change tactically the way that you play because back three seems Like, that's inevitable.
10: (laughs) Well, yes, that's whether it's out of possession or in possession, uh, what we want to do. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to get uh, much more versatility in the team, especially to shift and and drift positions and and spaces in the way that I want to do it. And now we have the players to do that because they can adapt and glide between themselves. So, yeah, hopefully we can see some other variations this year.
8: And and with Declan Rice now... (laughs) into the club, is this something where you used to play with two more holding midfielders? Is this Declan, you can be protecting the back four, back three, and we can play with two more advanced midfielders with a Havertz and Odegaard, is that something that you're you're focused on? Now
10: now we have three very good holding midfielders with with him, Thomas and and Georgi. And I have to feed them in because they are so good. And, and I love playing with midfielders. So, uh, yeah, we're thinking a few ways of and things that, that we can do to, to maximize their qualities and at the end get the best out of them. It's not about the ideas of the coaches. It's what do we do for the team to flourish and everybody to feel comfortable in, in the task that is being given. It's a good problem to have as a manager. <laughs> Absolutely, yes.
6: Well, Charlie mentioned Declan Rice. Um, Arsenal just seemed to get better this, this off season with some of the, the transfers. But it also seems like a lot of other teams in the Premier League have, have improved. And last year, it came down to City and Arsenal. Do you kind of feel like it's not just going to be a two-horse race in, this season? Because it feels like the
10: quality has just gotten supremely high. I've been in this league for 22, 23 years and never seen something like it. And uh, what I experienced in the last two years is just phenomenal. The demands, the preparation, the detail that that you need to go through to, to try to win a Premier League match is just incredible. And as you said, next season is going to be even more demanding and, um, and we have to be prepared for that. You as a manager, I want to I focus on you as as a person because of your focus on
8: development and mentality of of these young players off the pitch so that they can fulfill their potential. How young do you start? I have twin boys that are seven. I don't know when I start having that influence. At what age do you say for an Arsenal youth player coming through the system, I want to start working on their mindset?
10: I think the ones that I start to work in their mindset is the parents first and the people that they have next to them. And In my case, it was my parents and it was my father that was so close to them. It's not a coincidence when you see one of those young players and then you look around their families, brothers, sisters, agents, if the right environment is good. Uh, that's very helpful for all the managers to, to fulfill what, uh, what we want to do in terms of the development. So it's a combination of a lot of factors, but um, I will try to start early, but make sure that they are ready to take what we want to do. It's not about what we teach them, it's what they are capable of learning. And, and sometimes we want to rush things and, and they are not ready to it. How much are you looking forward to uh, watching some of your guys compete in the Skills Challenge?
6: <laughs> that's going to be
10: interesting, let's see at what level we are on that, Obviously, it's, it's not something that we practice no. a lot, uh, but the boys seem uh, really, really excited about it, so uh, yeah, it's going to be a good I challenge. I want
6: to tell you, it gets really competitive, Does it starts it, yeah? out very friendly yeah. and, then, it, it, and then the game it, faces yeah, It gets heated, out.
10: yeah. I can imagine.
8: So your hair, how have you been able to keep it pristine for this long? I'm talking, when you were at Everton to now, it, there's no change. What's the what's the secret?
10: <laughs> you to gotta say, be doing something. I, I, no, believe me, not. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to look after my hair. It's just jeans, uh, <laughs> but I have some white hairs coming out uh, in this profession. That uh, obviously uh, we have to go through a lot. But uh, yeah,
8: no, it's incredible. It's my wife sure. is like, how is his hair perfect like that? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to. Get some, some oh, greys, yeah? I think, a little bit in
10: there.
6: It's a Jose Mourinho effect, you know? By the end of the coaching, for just completely, completely silver. <laughs> it's the stress, right? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. A lot of stress. Uh, Mikel, thank you so
10: much thank for you, much. the time.
6: We really appreciate it. And okay. uh, enjoy D.C. Have fun.
10: Thank you so much.
2: <sighs> oh, his hair is incredible. Charlie, I'm so glad <laughs> that you asked him the hard questions there. You're a lifelong <laughs> Arsenal fan, though, as you mentioned. You must have just been in dreamland, when you, getting to talk to him?
8: No, not at all. Um, Do you forget who we work with? Thierry Henry, who is the icon, who's the god of the club. So, um, no, but in in all honesty, it's incredible to see how far Mikel Arteta has taken this club. And I have to ask those hard-hitting journalists questions. Otherwise, Nico would be disappointed with Mm -hmm. me if I didn't ask about the hair.
6: I mean, it is the question (laughs) that everyone wanted to know, to be fair.
4: No, what I thought was most insightful, Chuck, was when you started asking about the formation and the the defensive midfielders, you started to get a sense of where he can be, how he can adapt, uh, because what he has now, like he said, is a lot of flexibility, and it just feels like, Arteta really wants to take Arsenal that next step. Manchester City has kind of set a model and Arteta knows how to make these players a little bit more versatile, similarly to like how Pep made a lot of his Manchester City players.
8: You know, you know when I ask that question... You could see the smile. He was excited about the depth and the possibilities that he has because he can change this formation. He can change the tactics. The only issue I'd say is in terms of depth is that striker precision. If Gabby Jesus gets injured, I don't know if there's a striker who can pick up the slack Mm. and play the same way that he does. So um, you you have to uh, hope that Gabby Jesus is healthy throughout the season.
6: Yeah, I think one of the things that stuck with me about our conversations with with Mikel Arteta and the Arsenal players is more about the mentality that he instills in his guys. And he's very specific and particular about the guys that he wants to bring in and the way that they see the game because they have to be able to kind of like – Almost be on his level mm-hmm. a little bit, and so it was interesting to see the dynamic. And we asked Martin Odegaard. I was like, "Tell me something about Mikel Arteta that we might not know." And he was like, oh, "Like him and Austin Trusty just both said the way that the he has made me think about the game has completely changed the way I play, and and that that is something I think like that's that's that was my big takeaway I, from I, the conversation. What
8: I thought was was pretty interesting is Austin trustee said they have these groups assigned for meals and it's it's assigned seating but every meal it seems like Austin Trusty is sitting with Mikel Arteta mm-hmm. and in those in those discussions he he feels like he's he's getting asked questions about playing and tactics and Arteta obviously enjoys sitting with Austin Trussie, and you could tell that he has an affinity for him Mm -hmm. because he he sees the growth and the development and everything that Arteta's asking of Austin Trussie, he's taking and running with. And to see him hit the crossbar to win... The, uh, the skills challenge for Arsenal. That was incredible. I know. What a, know. What a come up for Austin Trustee. I'm so happy and proud of his development and his I, bet,
6: I bet Mikel
4: Arteta was the happiest man
6: Absolutely. in the Chuck, world to watch Do you get a feeling they that Austin
4: Trustee might stay past the summer?
8: I, I do. I, I think that Austin Trustee is really impressed because I asked Odegaard off off screen, I said, hey, how's Trustee been? And he said, hey. He's, he's really made a, a big growth, a big step in his development. Because in training, there's not the drop-off. It's, it's not, oh, that's the American, he's going to go out on loan. It's, no, he's hanging with, with, with the guys. He's, there's not a big drop-off. So I think I would not be surprised if Austin trusty is a part of the game day rosters for Arsenal moving forward just because I think he really is making a, a, a good impression with these guys.
2: Well, wow, that'll be massive, won't it, if Austin yeah. Trusty stays at Arsenal and plays there next season. Uh, guys, thanks so much. Stay where you are, though, because after the break, we're going to come back to you to talk all about the big match tonight. We want predictions from you both as well. Uh, we'll be right back Ooh. here on Morning Footy. Stay with us.
5: OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Hey, welcome back to Morning Footy, here's a look at Wednesday's footy fix, uh, swift Hesperange against Slovian Bratislava, that Champions League second leg qualifier, it's 1-1 on aggregate, kicks off at 2 o'clock Eastern, then you've got Chelsea and Wrexham from North Carolina and Real Betis against Monaco, uh, both of those matches available for you on ESPN+. But the big one that we're looking forward to tonight, the MLS All-Stars against Arsenal from DC, and we're going straight back over to Susanna and Charlie who are there for us outside at the stadium. What's on tap today, guys? What have we got to look forward to? <laughs> okay, <laughs> trying to keep this
6: one under control is a little bit unhinged this morning, but that's why we, we love, we love Charlie Davies. Have you not seen uh, Charlie here uh, we We're going to, oh, oh. Believe me, um, there have been hey, some Chuck D Z moments. No, not at all. Not, not <laughs> no. for this show. We'll, we'll By the
8: way, Grella, I I I've been getting a lot of heat about your shirt in the studio. Is it is
1: it too tight? <laughs> <laughs> too tight. I mean,
8: my shirt. About uh, to bro, pop your buttons
7: are popping are before, that?
1: bro. Your top button was popping before, bro. You good? Bro. <laughs> oh God! Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. In terms of the game What's tonight, up? a lot's been made about the skills competition. Now we go to the main event. Also, a lot's been made about your sunglasses. But back to the main event for tonight. For Thank the you. MLS All-Stars, who are some of the players you're expecting to do their thing, ball out, and who should we keep an eye on?
8: I, lo- I love your intentions, uh, Lahoud. You're, you're just right to it, direct. Uh, super professional. Uh, what I think is Kai Havertz has a lot to do after that skills challenge last night. He, I, I hope that he steps up and, and shows well. But I think Balogun and Trusty are, are two players who are going to get a lot of playing time mm-hmm. in, in the match versus the All-Stars. So for Arsenal, those are two players that can do really well if if they have a strong performance. And then for MS All-Stars... Thiago.
6: Tiago Almada. Almada
8: is a baller. This Carlos Gil. Every single I mean,
6: player that we talked to was like watching Tiago Almada, like even just like kicking it around and training. You saw what he did in the skills challenge last night. I mean, he's just a special player. And everyone is talking about like how fun it has been to to watch him. So I feel like I feel like we're going to see a worldie yeah. Tiago Almada.
8: I mean, George, George Yaco He He was, he, he just said he was blessed. Yeah. Yeah. To be And thankful that yeah. he gets to share the field with Thiago Almada. So those are, are strong words coming from a striker who's played uh, for Celtic. And, and you know, I, I think in this game, for all MLS All-Stars, you want to show well because ultimately for a lot of them, the goal is to go and play in Europe, to play in Champions League. And there's not a better stage to show that you're capable of, of doing that and holding your own than, than against Arsenal.
6: Yep.
3: Charlie, how was last night? I saw you a picture with a lot of the boys. I saw you with Brad, Sasha. I saw you. Did you guys go out? Did you guys have a good time?
8: Yeah, I know you got FOMO. Um, Actually, Sasha was talking a lot about your golf game, that it's not up to par. No. It, it was a good time. I know, I know you're missing out. But, hey, I know you, you love the studio so much that He's you had to be down. there early for us. So, hey, respect. Respect, brother. Oh, Rella. really? And your I'm golf game's not very good. You play flies. every day,
4: but don't you? Could yeah. say your
8: golf game is over par. Hey,
4: these flies. It's over par. Get, it's get get off definitely off over par. Yeah. I can't
2: work in this environment. You're okay, Chuck. What's happening over there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's getting bit- Oh, man.
2: I'm getting eaten alive. I can't work I in walk. the studio. I
8: Susanna, do. That's Susanna, holding this operation together. Susanna, question for you, together. Susanna.
1: You've covered a lot of these MLS All-Star games, and now being with CBS I Sports, have. what's it like for you to be in this nice capacity flex. covering <laughs> an event that you know so much about? Oh boy!
6: Okay, so I had this conversation <laughs> last night with someone because you know I'm I'm seeing a lot of like former coworkers and and people that I, I I really really love and that we worked together for so long, but it's a little bit like you know like running into your your ex that you like still have a lot of love for, but you know you knew that it was time to move on, and it's kind of <laughs> like are we are we cool? Are we good? Are we good? We're good. We're good. So it's honestly it's been it's been really really nice to to be back in like the MLS sphere, and yeah, it's kind of you know it's like. Riding a bike.
8: We, well, we've been in this MLS bubble for yeah. so long. And now to be out of it, 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 <laughs> it felt a little awkward at times. I'm like, I have one toe in there. Yeah. Um, but but everyone's amazing. And it, it, felt, Charlie, it, it felt great I'm to Charlie, I'm going to throw you under
6: the bus. right? Charlie thought he had field access on his credential. Oh! He did not. Oh, baby. Had field access oh, on man. his credential. No. Oh, and boy. So, did that's he get the to difference. That? That? You know, we're used to. We're used to Owning the, owning the whole operation, did
8: It was say, like, Ooh, "Who are you? Yeah."
6: yeah. Oh like, boy. I'm
8: sorry. What? Yeah. Yeah. I said new role. Who this? <laughs> oh, Charlie. Man,
4: welcome to this. Welcome to this side of the whole equation. Because as a journalist, when you don't have field access, sometimes you just gotta act like you belong and walk straight through the tunnel without anybody asking. No eye
8: contact. That's what you gotta hey, do. I, I do know do as that. a player, you <laughs> usually know where you're supposed Nico, to I be. Did that. And they said nah, they, I did that, and they said not today. Charlie, 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 you should have shot one of your buttons at them, bro. You should have like that and shot
3: the
2: button at them. <laughs> so where are you watching the game from tonight? Are you allowed in the stands or are you are not even allowed there either? Where did your badge commit you to go? I
6: think I think we're probably gonna try to just get like regular tickets and take it in. Press
8: box. Press press press
4: box. Charlie doesn't even have a lunch ticket for the press box. (laughs) I thought you were a DC United (laughs) legend,
8: (laughs) <laughs> Nikkei, we we ran into a huge fan of yours oh, in particular, yeah. oh, but uh, in the press box, big big morning footy fans. Uh, she
6: she was like, "Where's Nico?" And yeah. we were like, "Yo, we're right here."
8: Like, uh, what? She's <laughs> like, no, "I gotta you get you enough for you." I gotta get you River Plate jerseys. <laughs> <You> said-
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, they sent the best out to cover the the All Star game, so don't worry. I'm
8: here holding on the floor for you guys.
2: He's trying. We appreciate the hard Nico. time, yeah. but he's trying his best. <laughs> It's good and, to see and, you both.
8: And there was a doppelganger for, for Poppy Miller. Oh,
6: God, Poppy, we Pop. <laughs> literally saw your twin last oh, night, wow. and it had all of us completely shook. I thought it was you, and I was like, Poppy came down for All-Star. And we all, we lost our minds. Yeah, this, we did. It, like, there was a, there is a Poppy like. twin wow. walking around D.C. right now. Did she have a fake spray tan on? Oh,
1: my Oh, my Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Gorilla. Don't worry. I Where have to
1: show my hands colors. every morning. <laughs> Bobby, don't let them treat
2: just, you like just that. Finished. Don't worry. Just don't worry. Don't worry.
1: Honestly,
2: it <laughs> doesn't work well for Grella. When he gets tanned, the hair gets lighter, and you know what happens after that, so it's not good. Hopefully, he'll be back. No high shot.
4: So No high It's <laughs> <Have> a Marbella <comment laughs> Very quickly,
2: very, very quickly. Oh prediction. One word prediction tonight. All-stars or oh. Arsenal? Who you got? MLS MLS All All Stars stars all day. Did you see that? Uh. Skills challenge performance from Arsenal? Not
8: good enough. MLS MLS All All Stars. Not good enough. (laughs) Didn't they win? They win.
2: Charlie against his favourite club in the whole wide world. He's going with uh, the All Stars. Good stuff. Yeah, Good to see. Yeah, Nottingham you. Forest <laughs> is not here, but and we would win. Um, that's for sure. So
8: I guess I'm going to go with Poppy, the you don't have to uh, take Premier this. League. You don't have to take the
2: Premier League runner-ups. Hey Charlie, uh, how did Arsenal, Arsenal do against Forest uh, last season? <laughs> not very well, if I remember oh, correctly. Oh, okay, that's uh, all we've got time for. Six-one. Okay, maybe it was six-two. The season before? <laughs> I'm not sure, I can't remember. We've got a good result against them at uh, once. That's, we're running out of time, though. Ali's got the headlines next. Stay with us, don't move. Well, for Grello to join us on Morning Footy, we have to... <laughs> <think that's right. laughs> is that you in the middle of the line? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Whoa, I is knew... Like
1: you know, that was me. In the words of many acclaimed Hollywood actors, I can explain. Mike Grello was, <laughs> was hot. You pointed at me yet? Yeah. No, I was pointing at our center back who would scream to me, let it go. I could have see you. Miscommunication. You are yeah, stuck in caught. all the smoke, bro, from yeah. all the fire, from the speed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, worst, somebody grab the worst part about that was going into halftime. I mean, we, you you guys were smashing us in that. that I scored again right after that. The worst part. that, oh, was the second that worst part. one? You don't shoot only the show one? The worst part about that was going in, and then the coach comes in and says, congrats, guys, you guys just got to the fastest goal in MLS history to Mike Grella. That was like ringing oh. in my head. I was like, I thought you oh. were
2: pointing to say, Ref, look, he started 10 yards. No, ahead no, of the-, the,
1: the guy behind me, or something like Look at, <laughs> The guy behind oh. me, that's what I pointed. The guy behind me said, let the ball go.
3: Dude, we made history together, bro.
4: Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
4: oh, man. By the way, Poppy owe oh, you an apology. Very quickly, Forest, five Firas seconds. Twice Thank you, you very season. much. <laughs> That's
2: all that mattered from today's show. Have a lovely day. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.